relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. Is that Corona cough or is that some weed cough right there? <coughs> I hope it's, <coughs> it's weed cough. <laughs> <laughs> Just hitting the bong way too hard going into the theme song. Which you should be hitting a bong listening to that theme song. No, I think that's we put those we put those subtle lighter noises on there just to just to remind you, like, hey, we're about to have some fun. Hey, spark God, up! It's such a good theme. Slee did it, not Slee and Ron Funches. Um, real quick, uh, right off the top, Black Lives Matter. If that's a problem for you, it's weird that you're listening to this yeah. at this point. You don't deserve um, my weed. <laughs> and people are like, "Why well, you gotta say stuff?" But like, just cause they do, and it pisses you off. Black Lives Matter, they do. If that bothers you, fuck off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it would be clear that this podcast is not a huge fan of the cops. <laughs> They've been some fun co-workers. We, we under, They've been some fun co-workers. We understand their purpose. We understand their purpose. But they have a little more power than they need right now. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so let's we'll take care of it. We're going to take care of it. Uh, but this is not what this podcast is about. We're having fun today. Uh, Alex, is a, what are you growing right now? Alex is our guest. but Alex he is works the guest. He grows with me. He's the regular grower with me. He's my right-hand man. Um, he talks about it in the episode. You know, we're, we're definitely doing some... What does that mean? Is he like first mate? He's first mate, yeah. He has to sing the songs that I sing on the ship, and we go. No, I know I know you well enough that you might not be kidding. <laughs> I really am not. Sometimes. <laughs> well, well, basically, he's he's my number two guy at work. Uh, me and him take care of uh, 124 lights together in the grow. Um, we occasionally get help from our trimmers, but it's just me and him with our hands in the soil every day growing at King's Cannabis. Um, I like growing with him because we have fun talks about comedy, about psychology, about philosophy, and we hope that while we're hanging around the water cooler that just happens to be a 350-gallon tank water, uh, you know, you guys get some of that comedy and some of that philosophy permeating into the weed. Hey, what accent is water? The water? way you say that. Where's that? Where does that f- say water? Water. Where is that from? So what that, is, I've never. <laughs> so that that is a South Jersey accent mixed in with <laughs> okay. a little bit of brain damage too. So. Okay. Well, you said South Jersey, so brain damage was redundant. <laughs> That's what happens when you grow up in a Philadelphia or New Jersey industrial park. All the heavy metal starts leaching into your system. It's not your fault, and I'm sorry I brought it up. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's my boy Alex this week. Um, I met him like close to eight years ago uh, as 
uh, our illustrious careers as Open Mic Comics was going. Um, I met him through doing Open Mic Comedy. I immediately was like, oh, this dude's like really trustworthy. I saw him like deal with hecklers a few times where I was like, oh, he like stands up to dudes who are like three times his size and doesn't take shit from them. So I was like, oh, I should just have him come over and trim weed. Because back in those days, I wasn't telling a lot of the open mic comics about what I did. No, that's very smart. That's a smart move because they're dumb. Um, <laughs> and it's odd to find another like responsible person at an open mic comedy night. That's why I didn't it, last that, in comedy too long. Yeah, because he's like, this is obviously the dumbest thing I've ever been a part of. <laughs> Just a little bit, yeah. But yeah, I had him yeah, come over. Yeah, he's a smart guy. I had him come over. He trimmed for me. It was the first time that he had saw, uh, I think it was like five or seven pounds of weed. I just had it tied up in bags, just laying on the floor. And he was like, get the fuck out of here. Where was it? It was just on your floor in your house? Yeah, yeah. Back in those days, I had this beautiful house on top of a mountain in Oregon. And I would have people come to the house, trim weed like in front of this big bay window that looked out over the mountains and my friend who was a chef i'd pay him to come over and cook like ribs and like do really high-end meals for all the trimmers but that's back when we were making like 32 to 28 a pound so i could ball out like that whoa (laughs) why don't you still have that house what happened The house was like $2,500 a month, and it was just crazy. Uh, It was like a five-bedroom house, and I just lived in it by myself as a bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what an asshole. What a dickhead. (laughs) That was back in the day when we were balling out, man. (laughs) Oh, man, that's so funny. (laughs) Money never stops. It just... Legalize it. (laughs) legalize it and then the tax money will go to the cops because that makes sense that is a great thing i'm sorry to bring it back but oregon just made it so that we are going to make sure that the money from the taxes of cannabis will no longer go to the police so i'm pretty happy about that makes me happy to grow weed then that's i mean that's it should go to good stuff like okay i a couple years ago, I did a documentary. I hosted a documentary, and I spent a day at a brothel in Pahrump, Nevada. It's all legal. Uh, Sherry's Ranch, I think, is the name of it. Wonderful people. Me and the madam are still friends. She's a wonderful woman. She actually was on a Red Hat Society trip tour is when she was already retired. And she was like, oh, I'm interested in this, and became a madam after retirement it's the but all that sorry um but all their tax money goes to the school right and they have a lot of tax money because i was there for one day and that place was popping for a tuesday making hand over fist is that the joke is that the old i don't I don't know what the joke was. I was I was not doing a lot of jokes. I was just like, this is a good business, you guys. I see what's happening here. Uh, and they're like, and all, everything was all, all the roads and everything is very nice in that town. And I was like, this all makes sense. 
yeah, help society with it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Alex and me have been working together forever since then. Um, uh, he's a fun dude. I trust him implicitly. And it's kind of like one of the things that reoccurs with cannabis where i see like these dudes who like have geds and used to like you know sling pizza and then now they can talk about enzymatic digestion they can talk about the way that you know uh, micronutrients help in correct ratios uptake phosphorus into plants like he literally could have been a, a, bot a botany student in college didn't get the chance, so now he's doing it in cannabis. Don't worry, you guys. They only do that for like a couple minutes here and there where they just start talking about that shit. Because at one point they start... And we'll get to... We're going to... Mike's going to teach us... We're going to have a Patreon set up where Mike's going to teach me how to grow weed from the start to the finish. And you guys get to come along, Okay. And then Michael also, it's we're, it's all coming. But Mike talks above, listen, this podcast is for the experienced and the unexperienced. And Mike is a nerd, so we're going to let him nerd out from time to time. You see how happy they get, you guys. If it, we should video this, just the look in their eyes. I have to let them go. It's just like two golden retrievers playing in the yard. You're like, let them go. They're having fun. Look how happy they are. Sure, they're tearing the yard up, but who cares? There's, their, ta their tails are wagging so much. Just let them They're doing what they love. Let them live. <laughs> but he I'm is. I'm doing what I love, too. Absolutely. We all are. And that's the cool thing, too, is you just see how much he loves working in the cannabis industry. It's so fun to see that. Yeah. Like, anytime he's around, you can tell, like, like just him talking about smoking cannabis is awesome. Like, I learn stuff every time I'm around. Like, every anytime I've talked to him, I've learned how to smoke cannabis better and what to look out for every time. And I've talked to him several times, and he repeats stuff, and I'm like, yeah, it's good. Keep it coming. It needs to be in this skull a bunch. It is thick. The frequencies bounce off, so you got to keep putting them in there. <laughs> and I know how to make it learn. It just hurts. And it really is one of those things is there's just so much information to take in and it, we are kind of on the cutting edge of, you know, not understanding a plant, learning about it. So we want to make sure that people understand it as much as we do and enjoy it the way that we do. Yes. And enjoy this episode. Yeah. It's my buddy, Alex. It's, it's just, he's wonderful. He's He's like another person you just cheer for. You're like, go get it. Go. Go grow it. Guys. Introduce him, Mike. Guys, enjoy my friend Alex Adney. You know, you've been here in town in Eugene since the beginning, and you've always been smoking, and then now you're, like, 
doing scholarly PhD work on it, basically. Yeah, the the game's done changed in the past three or four years for sure, even on a consumption level. Now you're from Eugene. Uh, yeah, yes, sir. I mean, little town outside. Um, Elmira. Lol. Yeah. No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Inside. There's a lot. You guys are making fun of. Yeah, that towns than Eugene. Yeah, <laughs> detesting that is like going like, "Hey, aren't you that girl from Two Girls One Cup?" And she's like, "Fuck no, <laughs> I'm the other girl." I'm like, "Oh, so you still eat shit?" It's just a small <laughs> shitty town. It's <laughs> I shouldn't have oh, gotten okay. You, Benita, keep, you, Lowell, you Elmira. confused me just a second. I was like, "Wait, one of the girls from Two Girls One Cups from that town?" <laughs> it's a stretch. It's a stretch. But I see what I see that what you were saying. It's a good. It's actually funny. It was just confusing because I'm dumb. <laughs> it is funny. Eugene is kind of like it's like this hippie mecca type of thing, but then like five seconds outside of town, it's just all these little kind of small rednecky towns and shit like that. Yeah. So I'm from. That's everywhere, though. I'm from Elmira, which is small and rednecky, but also it's where the Oregon Country Fair is. Um. So it has a. It's you know half half rednecks half hippies and uh explain that yeah oregon country o- fair oregon country because i think we've talked about it right we've circled Mike. around it yeah okay it's, it's an annual event that happens in elmira oregon every year um it's like a three or four day festival and you can go there and get day passes that's what like the masses does and it's a lot of fun there's just booths and music and you know art all all sorts of really cool stuff um and then once you work there or get to know people, you can get passes for the evening. And that is a whole nother world. And uh, so, again, that's just kind of the, this. So it's like an adult swim. What's that? It's like an adult swim kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So, so Perfect. what you have to think about is like a hippie carnival. But then at nighttime, they shut it down and everybody who operates the rides just walks around as high as you can possibly be on acid like that's where uh, that's what that is i no, i it's incredible i don't think you even <laughs> had to explain that i think i think everyone understood what and what he said when he was like and then the at the nighttime <laughs> there's like silent yeah. raves and shit where you just get headphones and and they have like little hippie traps where you'll be like, there's like this path, this, you know, eight that you walk around on the path and you'll just be walking around. And then all of a sudden these like lasers and shit turns on. So you're just tripping balls in the middle of the woods. And then these fucking lasers turn on and you're like, what the fuck just happened? And and if you're not into drugs, uh, another fun thing you can do is you can just watch everyone be on drugs. You know what I mean? And there's this thing called hippie fishing. Have you guys ever heard of that? No, 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 go. I'm already in. So, again, you you hide in a bush. (laughs) And at night, when everyone's losing their shit, uh, there's glow sticks everywhere and just lights and like crazy. And you just put a glow stick on a fishing line and toss it out. (laughs) And you watch someone go to get it. Oh, okay. I have been propositioned to come to country fair for a long time that's um, that's my highlight i'm telling you (laughs) and i've always been like okay i get what it is i'm cool but i don't care but now that you said that like there's stuff for everyone i think i want to go now yeah if i can (laughs) sit in a bush and (laughs) what 
the joy of uh, watching someone be like, did that fuck? And you can move it subtly, you know, just a little. So oh, like, did that? without a doubt. Uh, there's so many things pull, going can, in my mind. Oh, yeah. it's. And then they have, like, these big, huge, like, stages where, like, bands play and stuff like that. But then at nighttime, like, they're kind of hidden in these little wooded areas. And you'll walk in there, and there's just no music. But there's a bunch of hippie people just high dancing. And you're like, where's the music at? What are you listening to? But there's no headphones either? Nope. They're just fucking... Oh, man. Yeah, yeah we're going to go. We're all going. <laughs> I was supposed that to is... work at this year before it got canceled. It was the first time in 51 years that it's been canceled. That's... I mean, it would. It sounds like COVID would have a real good time there, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I... my it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really well. My little cousin got uh, mouth herpes from that by letting somebody use their bong there, so... No, that's not how he got it. <laughs> <laughs> it. I swear, honey, it was the bong. <laughs> the toilet seat in the fucking yeah. fan, man. <laughs> fucking crazy. So, wait. Right now... You're living in, like, a small kind of redneck town that has this, but then, so, like, is it, like, the rednecks go off in this direction, and you took the direction that took you to country fair, or, like, how does that work? Um, yeah, so, yeah, that is a good point. Like, uh, my my stepdad is a logger, just a very conservative logger that would just get livid during country fair, you know, like, just huff and puff all around, just these fucking hippies, and, and uh, he would like drive by where they were sleeping and just honk his horn incredibly loud just to be a prick. <laughs> so, that's so funny. I guess in that contrast, Both yeah, you see your friends are like, How "That's funny." Yeah, no, there's there's not nothing too wrong with it. But on the contrast, you're like, "What if we just slept in and smoked weed?" <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll, I'll gravitate towards that. Well, of course, it's also like just also to be such like a tough logger. It's very passive aggressive too to be like honk. <laughs> You're like, all right, tough guy. Yeah. Easy on your horn. He'd like high five himself. He like fucking got him. <laughs> yeah, all right. They're passed out. I don't think they hurt you. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I don't think he knows how drugs work. Or they're work. still like, awake. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's not going to bother them. <sighs> hey, but, there's a train over there, you guys. <laughs> but but all in all, again, they, they pretty much just left left each other alone. And yeah, you, you gravitate towards who you gravitate towards. and. Yeah, I mean, it is like this small town where it's like 2,000 people actually live in the town. But then the when the fair's there for that weekend, it's like close to like 20 grand or yeah, 20,000 yeah, 20, people. 20, people daily come to the festival and stuff. So they're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's definitely a hmm. overwhelming huh. to the one grocery shop. <laughs> yeah, grocery there's only one grocery there. shop there. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're That's there. Not- were there a lot of growers in Elmira? Yeah, how did you get into mar- marijuana coming from... I mean, I'm sure at the country fair you 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 saw it there a couple times. Yeah, actually the first time first time I went to country fair I was I wasn't really smoking at the time and I dabbled dabbled with a little bit of cannabis and then I was like that's fucking cool and then uh, got offered mushrooms and went to the moon. And uh, after that experience, yeah, I guess you just bond with your friends and then over time, you just start partying a little bit more, and um, eventually, I started living with one of them, with a, with a couple of my friends. Like we had a place in in town, and I was a couch guy for a few years. Um, but the culture then was just we would have like a pound of weed on the table in a jar, 
and then another jar next to it for the cash. And you could just take what you wanted. Buy an eighth at a time. Everyone was trustworthy. No one's stealing from you. Take your herb, put the money in the jar, and then your person just comes in once a week, once every other week, and re-ups you. And, and that, it was just like that for years. So they would just come in and then take the money out of the jar and put uh, the money jar and then put more weed in the weed jar. And yes, then you sir. guys would do the... Yep. And then again, it's, that house people knew you could just I, come it there. It sounds like it sounds like every house should have this system. <laughs> For like twenty year olds, I'm telling you, it's just every home. There's like a weed jar. It's like the milkman. Yeah. And honestly, hey, through it, all the years, there was only one time that it was like, "Yo, we're short forty bucks. What the fuck's happening?" <laughs> and that, other than that, it was just, "Yo, I need an eighth here. No one's here. Weigh yourself up, man. It's all perfect." What happened to the forty? Did you guys figure it out? No, no. I was actually, I kind of moved on from by then. I bet somebody just forgot. Honestly, most likely. Yeah. That's that's the truest scenario. Is, is That's just how it was. Is. So then that's pretty peaceful and like just kind of chill with the cannabis. Is that how it always was with cannabis? Uh, what do you mean? Like, I mean, just it being there, kids coming in, throwing money in and stuff like that. Like, it was never, like, a big thing or anything. No. As far as when I was from 17, again, it's even more casual now that it's gone wreck and I, I work in the industry. Um, but, yeah, we've always just had friends that were, you know. Growers. Grow, yeah, growers. or Yeah, their family was growers, so that's who, you know, they were getting So you... You grew up in a conservative, hippie-hating household, but even was, like, they were your parents cool with marijuana? So, yeah, it's like a... Uh, cannabis. Sorry to sound like a narc. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, again, my dad is very conservative, but my mom is... Um, she's got mental issues and uh, drug addictions and stuff like that so it's that contrast so she's of cool just, yeah she's, <laughs> she's cool. pretty cool with it yeah she's cool and your dad your stepdad's my stepdad or no my actual dad my my dad is conservative as well but he would at the time associate her actions with cannabis like not understanding that that's like real drugs or mental disorder but going look this is what losers do this is how losers act yeah and kind of associating that with smoking weed. So that's kind of what I thought for a long time. Because we, you know, like, growing up in It's Lola, bad. It's drugs. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just like, hey, man, don't smoke weed, and we'll be able to uh, keep going to the dunes. Like, you can ride this quad, but if I ever catch you smoking weed, I'll take this away. So this is, like, the fun. And he would try to, like, promote good stuff, you know what I mean? But go, mm -hmm. if you smoke weed, I can't really be doing this with you. Because, again, that's what losers do. I was like, oh, shit, no, totally. I'll subscribe to that. And then, again, you go to the fair, you get introduced to stuff. He goes, like, oh, you guys might not be as big of losers as he was saying. In fact, some of you are incredible people. Um, and then you well, just... Well, do you think that came from his ignorance of the plant? Of the whole culture, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then, and then that ignorance, that's fear, because you don't want your son to end up being like, what, this thing you fear, so you're just like... Yeah, and, and for the record, he as, as of now he's pro cannabis. He's of you know course, he knows what I do. A, he thinks it sounds I'm, like a fair thinking person, not exa like an asshole. Exactly. Yeah. It just you know when you see what he saw, the people that he did see smoking weed, 
you know, it was the losers, but he just didn't know that the cool people were doing it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what this podcast is about too. Is like, yeah. yo, hey. Again, yeah, I'm, I've had, a, we've had a couple of responses where like, oh, this is, these are like cooler people than I imagine. I'm like, yeah, it's like real fuckers. To, like working at a grow shop, I worked at a Vital Organics, which is a garden supply shop in Eugene, Oregon. And, you know, some people would come in and they would just be like, because some people just grow cannabis for money. They could care less about the culture or, or no producing way. any good power. Yeah. <laughs> so they would just come in just being like fucking hippies and stoned to the gourd and fucking ugh, losers can't do nothing. Like not knowing like I'm ripped out of their fucking my mind. But again, I can function. I'm a very functioning stoner. So, yeah. but again, you don't want to be like, oh, actually, dude, I'm stone. Do you think? So you just sit there and be like, yeah, I guess stoners. And, but again, that gives into their confirmation bias of only thinking stoners are losers instead of me who's holding this conversation and, you know. And who is supplying, yeah, supplying $50,000 quotes and just making sure everything's in order. And, you know, I'm stoned, but, you know, coherent. So they don't, they don't credit that towards the plant. Or even give credit towards the plant being why I'm partly coherent. That's awesome. I like stuff like that. I would just remember early in my career having two din- uh, having dinner with two agents after I quit drinking. They're like, "You're just not as fun as you- as since you quit drinking." It's like you just sit there. I was like, "Oh, I'm more stoned than you guys could imagine. I just don't care about entertaining you, motherfuckers." <laughs> I'm not gonna dance around for you, right? I now. don't care. I'm. I like this steak we're having, and everything you're saying is not interesting at all. And then they're like, "There he is!" And I was like, "Okay, I wasn't being funny. I was right, just so telling mean. you guys the truth." So, yeah. okay. So but that's that's. I think that's something. I mean, I mean, one of my goals for this podcast is to interview Ricky Williams. Yes, because I think he helped with the to destroy that stoner stereotype more than anyone else you can musicians don't help as much as they like (laughs) willie did a lot to help like like willie did a lot to like just get it more mainstream and have people be more open about it but he didn't he hasn't helped that stereotype because musicians We've all talked to musicians. I mean, some of my best friends are musicians, and I love them. And but I don't want to see their process. Their process is it's just de- they just they're like here's an emotion. I'm gonna make this noise be an emotion. <laughs> and you're like, I mean, I know what you're talking about, but when you say it out loud, I gotta get out of here because. But that's but like like destroying that stereotype. Well, Again, there there are the stereotypes in the community. It's just that confirmation bias. Again, you're not noticing. You're not taking your grow shop manager into account, and you're probably your bank manager. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just all these people that are functioning and and acting appropriate. Like, I remember one time my dad was like, because he he works for a like a federal regulated. He's a truck driver for a company. You know what I mean? So they were like talking about so you- what's up. I said, well, I was going to say so to you guys, but you don't. (laughs) No, no. So they were talking about like allowing their drivers to to start smoking or whatever. I I can't remember exactly, but he's like, what if we get into an accident and I can't tell if the guy's stoned? Well, I was like, well, then it probably wasn't the problem. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I like if you can't tell he's stoned then that's a fucking indicator that it wasn't because he was too high like it, it must yeah. have been something else you know so well usually what they're saying too what that they're just brainwashed to be like well my insurance won't cover and i can't be like this and that's mostly why it's still illegal federally not right. because of anything else it's because of drug testing it stays in your system for 30 days because it's fat-soluble. Look at me knowing stuff. I feel like, <laughs> oh, it feels good. Wait, feels wait, Billy, good. can you slow it down and dumb that down for our I audience? I can't <laughs> dumb it down anier than dumber than I say things already. I'm as dumb as it's going to get. We're pretty low dumb. But it's that's what I'm saying. It's fat-soluble, so they need that to prevent... Because here's the thing that... They're like, oh, it's a gateway drug. It's not a gateway drug. If anything, marijuana helps people come down from hard drugs. Yeah. It it eases everything. It's it's just a great plant. The only so way that I... everyone uses that. Sorry, I'm gonna preach for it. And so the law enforcement knows that. And so, ah, sorry, it's a whole nother podcast. Go ahead. Alex. That's... <laughs> I was just going to say the only way that I think it's a gateway drug is if the experience happens like I had it fair where I go like, all right, my dad said fucking weed is the, the worst is the devil's thing. You smoke, you go, all right, that's cool. Maybe he was wrong about heroin too. Yeah. What <laughs> else are they lying about? They're just saying I did yeah. cocaine a week after I tried fucking pot for the same reason. And guess what? Cocaine is bad. Yeah. But again, not because right weed led that. me there, but because their lies misinformed me. You go, weed's fine, <laughs> yes. heroin's bad. How about let's <laughs> let's be truthful? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's it's just be honest about this stuff. Yeah. Like Coke is bad. Sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's another podcast. <laughs> that's a totally that's that's nine hundred different Netflix series, I think. So then, somebody who grew up around where cannabis is an established, you know, industry already, starting outside of it, being a consumer, and then working your way into it, what kind of was broken down for you the same way for your dad or for other people like coming from the outside and then working your way into the inside. Really? That's just been a whole understanding of the, of the plant going from a consumer where you get, um, you know, a bag of weed. Like, do you guys remember being in middle school and everyone was drawing like pictures of five leaved cannabis plants or seven leaved cannabis plants? Yeah. It was just, it was on all the notebooks and in all the books and stuff like that. And then you, I smoked weed for the first time, and it was a nug. And I was like, how did they crunch a leaf up to make it look like this? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it goes just yeah. from that, that ignorance of like, huh, well, this is interesting, to like to just growing it and then vegging it out and learning about different types of bulbs and stages of cannabis. And so that's, I guess, been the biggest eye-opening transformation. And that's all just been with experience and stuff like that. So then basically learning horticulture then. Is... Hortic yeah, absolutely. But let me ask you that. Like, you made some leaps there. Because I smoked it a long time before I was ever interested in growing it. Like, was it because of living in Eugene, it was just so much more accessible to go where it's grown or you knew somebody that... Because, like, 
I'm thinking back right now, and like the guy I used to get it from, I don't know where he got it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he had a bunch of it, but so he didn't grow it. So all that can be led back to my boy Mike. That's me. My boy Mike right here. Um, I just started moving pounds for him just to my friends. Kind of same situation I told you about when I was growing up. I'd have, I wouldn't leave it on the table, but I had <laughs> <laughs> at my place. I had pounds, and then I would have friends come over and pick up ounces and stuff like that. And we did that for a year or so, and then. Um, Mike reached out with an opportunity to grow for a lady. Like it was this lady that we, I could grow for and live there rent free in like a two bedroom house with a backyard. And all I had to do was grow the flower. I'd learn about like, did you have another job? Yeah. I delivered pizzas. So hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I had had some free time. (laughs) I I pimped them out basically is what happened. That's smart. That's all. Those are all smart fucking. If you, those are good jobs, man. That's not a, it was incredible. And and at the time, I wasn't living with my girlfriend. I was like, eh, you want to move into a drug house and grow some weed and get a dog? She's all, oh. And a Eugene girl, she's like, it's what I've always dreamed of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we lived happily ever after, man. Oh, what, what ended up happening with that girl? Yeah, how did that go the first, when you were like, I got this shit, because like I've had that attitude before, and a lot of times you ain't got I, that shit. I didn't have that confident attitude for sure. It was just like, all right, going in fucking boots knocking, just just terrified. Um, and then I, I, I wasn't sure on the rules and stuff. It was a medical grow, but I knew it wasn't fully legal, and... And then I was reading rules like you can't have a gun. And again, I grew up a hunter. So I'm like, all right, do I have to ha- I can't have my shotgun here? Like I was just so fucking nervous, so nervous just due to lack of exposure. Um, and then we're living there and I'm growing and it's all smooth sailing and fine. And we have a couple harvests and uh, oh wow, like the lady just starts. I'm not exactly sure. She had previous debts that were needing to be paid up or something like that. And the story that she told me literally two weeks after thumbs upping me getting a dog that's a whole different story but anyway so i have this brand new puppy and then she goes hey man uh i'm giving you the boot and we're going to revamp this whole room and do a house and garden grow which mike can explain more about that house Um, and garden is a specific nutrient company and i'll explain to you guys later the house and garden crew yeah, so they're just like, he's like, he's going to wipe out all my debts, and he's going to have his people come in and take over. I don't get control of the room anymore. I get 10% or what. Again, I didn't really give a shit, but she's like, you got to go. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Um, yeah, so that was my first experience in growing and kind of the, you know. How long were you there? Uh, just I think two cycles, maybe three cycles. So, you know, nine months, eight, eight to nine months, I think. Just long enough to get comfortable. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I, was, I asked her a week before. I was like, yo, if this is working out, the harvest seemed to be getting better. I'm figuring out what we need to do. Like, would it be cool if I got a dog? And she's like, of course. Of course, sweetheart. This all fucking succubus hippie lady. <laughs> of course, sweetheart. Do whatever. A week later, it's just like, all right, well, you can't live here anymore. And also, it's impossible to rent with a dog. So kill it or <laughs> I don't care. Get out of my house. <laughs> So Eugene, what did man. You do then? Uh, but you had the bug by then, though, the growing bug, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. And at that time, I had transitioned from Pizza Hut to Vital Organics. I was working at the garden shop. 
So again, and that's just a really cool hub of the Eugene growers. You get to meet so many incredible people from the medical side, from the black market, from the rec, um, and you know, you get to try to help them problem solve. So that's a really cool opportunity. Um, so yeah, I was fully hooked as far as growing at that point. And I was like <laughs> trying to think of ways like maybe I can convert this land. Uh, but I got my, uh, grandparents had property out in Elmira of my great grandpa had died like two years prior and just left this house vacant. And they're like, you can stay here. And that's again with the dog and my girlfriend, it was literally the only thing we could find and was like, all right, we'll just shack up there. It like literally didn't have sewage and shit. It was, it was the craziest time. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> it was Mike's fault too. <laughs> cool I pimped him out yeah, and it cool just hook ended up. up. Mike. <laughs> cool hook up, bro. But at that time too, he was still working at Vital Organics Northwest, which is my family's grow shop here in town. So then he was still kind of like like under the wing a little bit but then still being like you fucking made me homeless i still gotta go work for your family god damn it like a true pimp yeah like a real pimp like you're <laughs> like a real that's what a pimp would do you wiped my tears and took my money <laughs> <laughs> i had done it before it's all right <laughs> but um what was it like working in a small town grow shop like i said that's that's incredible i love that experience that i got there um, just the type of people you got to meet. And again, last year I was helping people with 50 acres, try to learn how to grow hemp and they had never done it. And I sure, sure shit hadn't done it. And we, we figured it out. Figured it out. We figured it That's... out. How does figuring it out work? Uh, yeah. you know, I go like, what if you use this nutrient? <laughs> you should call this consultant. Ah, yeah. Uh, I see. A lot of the grow shops too, you know, you're 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 meeting people, you're problem solving. A lot of it is just like small time little like, Oh, I'm going to grow four plants in my backyard and you'll talk to that person for a half hour and then the next customer is like, Hey, so I have fifty acres, help me figure this out and it's like, Oh shit, okay. All right, readjust. Yeah. No, that's I mean it's like a it sounds like Mike knew that you were into it and you were into learning, so he sent you on his course. Where it's like, oh, you want to really, you want a crash course? Come work here. He's he's called me his Padawan for years, for sure. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's the same shit I did, like when that's I first I, moved out. That's here. why I said what I just said, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, another way to put it, it's kind of like what Mike did, <laughs> if you think about it. But guys, did you think it's kind of like what I did though? So, yeah. But overall, yeah, honestly, great. You know, I don't, I don't mind the experience. It was fine. But as a consumer, you've like, cause like you said, some people don't 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 smoke or take breaks. But you've been you've been a smoker the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And daily, how has how would you let's do because the last time we talked. I remember you gave me quite an education, the best education about how to, excuse me, how about how to go about looking for bud and like that process. So as as a consumer, yes, because let's let's walk like because let's walk through that process. Like they they go to a dispensary, what should they look for? Where like let's walk. Okay, they're at the door of the dispensary. 
let's get with a with an asterisk of not during COVID because right now you can't smell anything. Yes. Um, yes. So that's that's I guess the only difficult part. So right now I would just go with what you already know personally, cherry pie, like shit that just speaks to your heart since you're not allowed to smell stuff. But uh, it's as simple no, as no. That has been the advice I've been giving people is like at, at, during COVID, just go with the strain that's always soothing and well. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but generally in in regular times, I the simple philosophy of the nose knows like it will smell good to you and distinctly to you. Generally, I have noticed a correlation with a, a euphoric high or or anything like that. Um, and the best example right now, there's this really popular strain going around called Forbidden Fruit, and people absolutely love it. And when I smell it, like it just is like, ugh, I, I don't like it. But my dudes are like, no, what, what? And it just has this different funk to it for me. And I smoke it, and it gives me insane anxiety. Now, I'm willing to admit maybe I've already primed myself. You know what I mean? So I go like, oh, I don't like how this weed smells or something like that. But I have just over the years of, gosh, almost 13 years of smoking now, I have noticed just a direct correlation with if you think it smells good, it is going to be a better high for you. Um, right now, there's that common misconception of, oh, more THC means a better smoke. And again, we just saw that Forbes article today where it's just now starting to be disproved, but cannabinoids the uh yeah like i can't effect. smoke like i can smoke dabs all day and it doesn't do shit to me and that's a like a bazillion percent thc <laughs> yeah exactly like if you do diamonds yeah. which is pure thca and that's a fun one you can experiment what with if you have like there's stuff called chirp sauce I, I can't fully explain what? all these because I've never been on the extraction side. I'm just a consumer as far as though that goes. Um, but there's a product called Terp Sauce, which is just a more terpene-rich cannabinoid type of sauce, right? So what you can do is dab the diamonds, the pure THCA, and you get this kind of caffeine high, and you're just kind of buzzy. But as you were just saying, like you're not getting too ripped. But if you dab, like you have an indica-heavy terp sauce and you dab that right after your thc diamonds you will feel the full effects of that indica terpene because you now are ripped as shit on thca and now you have the companion effect of those other cannabinoids so you are mike that's, Why have we never done this? You have done that. That's the Wisco kid, his I ninety five. A the, lot of times, diamonds comes in terp sauce. Yeah, yeah. So the Wisco oh. kid stuff that got you to do the dabs, and you're like, this hits me way harder than any other dab I've ever done. You know, you talked about it on the episode. That's what you were doing. You were doing the diamonds with the terp sauce. Oh. But like the THCA to me is almost like a catalyst. So like it's like a. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, and then if you followed that up with a sativa, a heavy sativa terp sauce, you would feel those effects. Like it just can, it can guide it, like hold its hands almost. And but it's all extract. For the, for the extract specifically, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, because plants, that's I like smoking flower better personally because it already has too. all of that in it. No, it's you know what I mean. It is that full spectrum. That's why, yeah, I always get. I feel. St- stone more stony when i smoke flour than i do when i that's exactly that's exactly why you're having that entourage effect you're getting other cannabinoids and terpenes and you're letting having those effects it's not just that thc so that's why this whole 
the consumer chasing the THC and then the farms chasing the consumer. So we're chasing THC, which, you know, we're guilty of for sure. But, um, what is your preferred device to smoke out of? Uh, bongs. I love bongs. I just Yay. fucking love bong hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially here Seriously. in Eugene with like all the glass that you have just readily available and super cheap. It's just like, oh, and okay. if you, you know, you buy some art, you break it, you toss it in the fish tank. You spoiled pieces <laughs> you, of shit. You buy a new one. <laughs> this fish tank is pretty cool. It's just all like, instead of sunken ships that you buy at PetSmart, it's just all broken just bong pieces and stuff. Glass from 2000. Send us a picture of that. <laughs> okay. Gotta clean the tank first, but I will. Wait, we'll put it on Instagram. That's fucking fantastic. For sure. But I mean, and so, that. So you. I just want. I, I think Alex has a good. Like, he, he's. He teaches the consumer really well. Um, cause I, cause I'm still a consumer, like probably more than a grower and it's my full time job. So when you're looking at buds, is there anything to look for? So Let's that's say you're like, okay, like right now, since you can't smell it, is there anything to look for? And that's going to, I could show you visually for sure. I don't know if I could describe it very well, but there's like things that you can that identify PGRs, plant growth regulators, which is like more hormonal type synthetic grows, which again, if you're into that, you can use that to identify the cannabis you still want to smoke. Yeah, but I use that. You know to, what that means. Yeah. You know, that's cool too. <laughs> so what what Alex is talking about is a lot of times when you go and you see the cannabis, you'll see the calyxes, which is kind of the parts of the buds will be blown out a little bit more. We'll show pictures, you know, because it's hard to explain it. But you'll also see that sometimes even in organic uh, flower, you'll see that it's really tight, rocky buds that almost mm -hmm. looks like it's like a stone. That's usually from using too much phosphorus and trying to force specific growth and production out of the plant there. I can say for myself personally, like even if it's a little bit more larfy, which means like not as compact, a little bit more airy, I'm more of a fan of those buds because that means that they're allowing the buds to grow the way that the plant naturally does. And it's not, being forced too much by man's hands because a lot of that's just like cell multiplication so it's not again more thc or cannabinoids you're just having biomass you're just cultivating biomass for the weight to be able to say you got four pounds of light instead of you know oh so it's like when they they shove fucking salt water and chicken breast to make it bigger yeah, so when it comes to cannabis, a lot of times they'll be using PGRs, like you said, plant growth regulators, and then uh, they'll be using that in the plant, which a lot of times those products come from ornamental nursery use only products, which aren't even fit for human consumption. But what it'll do is it'll make the cells divide upon themselves and not actually you know, go away. So it's almost like the difference between an organic apple and a regular apple agricultural apple will where the organic apple looks like it's not as shiny and it's not as pretty but it has tons of flavor and it's half yeah, the size of a regular apple and the regular apple is just mostly water and yeah just huge yes you're exactly right i see so they just that's a capitalism thing that, that that's all about money yeah right 
And you can still hit 33% or whatever and just... Uh, I've smoked, honestly, some atrocious... There's some good flour, too. Not all synthetically yeah. grown flour is bad. I'm not saying that by any means. There's a lot of good cannabis growers out there. Um, but also, I've smoked some pure trash that is just, you know, laden with minerals. Force-fed minerals. Uh-huh. No, I smoked that in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, I, that I you're... Become- you want that white ash. I've become ash. aware of it. You want that white I've ash. Become... What do you mean by is. the white ash? Uh, like in that? your bowl, like when when you've cashed out your bowl, if it's white, that's a general indicator that uh, it's pure, that there's not minerals. When it turns black or like a, a dark charred, that's another sign that you're smoking some kind of. Hell know, yeah! Not shit. I learning and growing. <laughs> I love it. I love learning new stuff. I, I just got excited. Oh, Same thing on your you. joints. Hold you can, on, let you me can, see. Let me do a little test. <laughs> I'm gonna do a test. <laughs> test, 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 test. <laughs> is that ours? No, that is not no, ours. Illegal. That would be <laughs> illegal, Alex. We would never break the law that way. Oh, never do forgive that. me. Forgive yes, me. never. Oh, <laughs> I'm a narc. This is, this is from uh, Be Real's, um, from Cypress Hill. Be Real. This is his grow company. Nice. How's the oh, ash? It's not bad. It's uh. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> What's it supposed to look? <laughs> the whiter the ash, the better. That's not a political statement. What we're talking about is like uh, you just wanted to not have a lot of minerals left over. Uh oh. Because uh oh. Yeah, that's a mineral face. There's man. there. That's a mineral face you just gave us. So <laughs> he's just gonna <laughs> keep smoking. So, so one of the things to point out. <laughs> There's some minerals in it. Oh, no. that, again, that's okay. Oh. That's you know. Man, you're gonna it's have the, Cypress like Hill against us. I like now. it, and I, I'm gonna keep buying it because it's very affordable. But it's hey, there are different rules down here. So yeah. I hear you. I well, hear I mean, you. you know, and Oregon has a lot of it. Just the only problem with that is there's so many organic farmers up here that you know it's almost like the synthetic guys get pushed out unless you're buying bargain weed, and you know yeah. the high end cheap stuff. You know, it's still organic sometimes around here, so you get a little bit nicer uh, quality cannabis. Because cannabis is what we call a bioaccumulator. So that means that, like, several different types of plants, you know, many different types of plants, will actually hold in the cell walls heavy minerals, uh, different types of metals and stuff like that. So especially with cannabis, you want to be careful with that because we don't, we haven't yet been able to study it. There are people in Oregon studying to see how much of a bioaccumulator it is. But- oh, so you, can I just interrupt because sure. you're getting real nerdy? Just to, you mean in it's like when they talk about planting. There's certain plants like they'll plant around like Chernobyl and stuff because it helps suck up the radiation and, and that kind of shit, right? Yes. Yeah, so fun story with that is sunflowers are bioaccumulators. So they planted that around Chernobyl because the sunflowers would actually take the radiation 
out of the soil, but then they forgot that sunflowers also make really tasty seeds and birds came around, ate the seeds that had (laughs) isotopes and were radiated and then spread them because they fly away and they spread the nuclear waste even farther away. Oh, man. You know who I just remember who told me that it was you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes all the stuff that I say sticks in there and you're like, I remember that from somewhere. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'll let me help you explain this thing. And I probably just explained the thing that you were about to explain because you'd already explained it. But that's why we're a good team. Exactly. But I knew what you were talking about. I was like, I know what this is. I was pretty happy. I was like, this is the sunflower thing. <laughs> it's repetition. Yeah. We're trying to do that with our cover crops right now. Learn how to yeah. bioaccumulate micronutrients and stuff like that so we can just feed our cover crops right back to our plants. So basically, oh, yeah. with doing yeah, the... No, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, with no-till, you know, we just have Taking this... that white ash? Yeah. <laughs> With uh, with the no-till system that we're doing at King's Cannabis, you know, phosphorus, nitrogen, all those, you know, MPK stuff, that's very easy to get into the soil. What you start doing once you start reusing your soil is focusing on the micronutrients, making sure that they're in good ratio so that it makes it easier for uptake. And um, doing cover crops, you know, you can uh, buy what specifically you're using as a cover crop on the top of the soil to grow up. You'll end up being able to pull different nutrients out of the soil. That's, hey, for most people listening, that was pretty advanced shit he's talking about. (laughs) Reeling back in, Billy. Just, yeah, I was like, I was trying to put it together, but I also hit the bong to prove it. I was doing science about three minutes ago. (laughs) About, we were seeing about. (laughs) Yeah, you got that mineral brain. (laughs) I, I, uh, well, here's a, it. A lot of what I like them, too, is like, and I've mentioned this on the pod before, if you're in Southern California or California, period, the prices suck for consumers. But a trick I've learned is a lot of dispensaries have their own grow. They have their own company, their own cannabis company. And if you find it, it's usually priced like like it should be. And that's why, like, Cypress Cannabis is pretty great if you go to Dr. Green Thumbs in Southern California. I get nothing out of that. I just like their way they do stuff. (laughs) You get nothing out of it for right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if any, like, I don't want to even disc it. I would just like to talk to Be Real. Um, Mm. That'd be cool. So, um, and the way they go about it is, it's, to me, the best I've seen in California. If that makes sense, but I think that the there's just it's all about money here, and I think that shows. And I think you have to where, as in Eugene in in Oregon, period, kind of, but especially Eugene, I've noticed you guys have set the bar as like, oh, we're gonna do good, but we're gonna make money, but it's all gonna be quality. So that's the bar that's been set where I think like in Southern California, especially, it seems like money is the thing. Like, I think that the Bay Area, from what I've seen, is less about money and more about what y'all are doing. Well, 
I mean, to a certain extent, me and Alex were just talking about that this week, and I don't know if you want to go into it, but you know, Alex's young brother, he smokes cannabis, he loves it and everything like that, but he can't actually afford the weed that we grow. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy and it's the first time I've thought about that cuz we've been so hyped like oh we're on we're getting platinum shelf we've hit that top tier we're getting this per pound yada yada we're getting this much and it's been all celebratory and just like that like the capitalistic success side and then last week my little brother hit me up and is like hey man do you have like a hookup on an ounce or could we use your discount or something like that cuz we're just not really finding anything and it was the first time I realized even if we got our product with our discount and shit like that, it would be twice as much as he can afford. And again, being someone who grew up in that, I only grow good weed to smoke good weed. So being someone who grew up like that, like just wanting to have access to cannabis, it's, it's, I don't know. Teach it's an interesting emotion. That mother. I, I reached out. I was like, yo dude, <laughs> you got a backyard. A hundred percent. Grow your own weed. That's, that's the main narrative. He's not in a situation where he can right now. Um, so I'm just going to have him come help me this summer and just try to teach him the ropes and, you know, give him some of my herb as well. You want to fish? And he's like, yeah. Like, well, here's this pole. I'm going to show you how to do it. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But it's just an interesting, I don't know who, who are our consumers then? If it's not my little brother. Well, you guys are growing some of the best weed in the world, so fuck your little brother. <laughs> Tell him to get his shit together. He's pretty cool, dude. Bec- <laughs> I know. Wait, I was should, cool, too, before I had my shit together. <laughs> you can still not have your shit together and be a good hang. Most people are. Like, okay, I can't afford my weed. If I didn't get what? hooked up for it, I couldn't afford to consume. Well, get your shit together. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're going to make a mask yeah, for a raise. Get out of here. I know what I'm doing, Mike. I apparently grow some of the best weed in the world. Get me a raise. I think he's asking for a raise in the most clever way I've ever seen. And I support it. No, but again, it's cool. It's cool that we've made that tier. Um, but as a consumer, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Y'all are charging how much? <laughs> so no, this- but that's part of the. I mean. But that's part of succeeding and yeah. getting better. Is like I have to when touring happens again, my tickets are gonna go up because people want to come see me and my show is good. And I've it's weird. That's a weird thing to have to be like it's more and people are like, come on. I'm like I can't. This is the thing. Right. And I think ultimately, like, you know, it may be different for entertainment, but I think that's why we're so transparent on Instagram and anywhere else, because we're like, if you guys like what we're doing, this is how you do it. I mean, yes, honestly, like, I like my job, but like, if everybody else could kind of grow weed and kind of dismantle capitalism at the same time, I'd be interested for that. Choose your own adventure. That'd be something interesting. Once again, huge leap uh, <laughs> from if everyone can grow their own cannabis, they can, they can. You can do that and right now. And they should. Everyone should. And grow. they should. It's so easy. Everyone should. And, it's and so everyone fun. should. And when you say everyone, Billy, what do you mean? I don't know. Allegedly, everyone should grow their everyone. own weed. We, so, we can also teach you how to do it where nobody will know that that's what's going on in your house too. If you have, I can't. <laughs> 
reach teach out. you how to do that. Do not ask me how to do that. Man, I will, working in Eugene, no. we had the still, even in like 2018, people would come and be like, no one can know what I'm doing. Really? Some. Again, they didn't need to, but there were some, so you'd be like, all right, cool. And you'd make a little adventure out of it, so. No, I enjoy, that part is fun. <laughs> I think they like it. Yeah, exactly. I get They'll it. Pretend it's like, you know what? Go, okay. Yeah. You're a no, tier I two. get why. <laughs> no, but pretend. Well, I mean, just at King's Cannabis, you know, uh, we don't have any signs on our building being like, hey, King's Cannabis. In fact, we have a big, huge sign on the front don't of the building. Don't say what it says. I'm don't not going to. God. <laughs> it's, I've been... it's awesome. The way it is, it's so awesome. <laughs> But it's just a huge sign of the old business that was there. And people, other than occasionally the smell, don't know what's going on. But we've still had people break into our trash cans to try and steal what's in there. And you just see like this like meth head on a bicycle just like get so excited and grab a bunch of stems and think that he's won the lottery. And then it's like, dude, you can't do anything with that. Don't underestimate what he can and can't do. I want do. that guy to be able to afford kings, man. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, you don't. No, yeah, I'm just, no. That dude smoked all those stems. <laughs> yeah. Still rolling them up. He definitely got some secondary cannabinoids, which were great. So. That's <laughs> so fun. I mean. It, it, yeah, that reminds me of another story, but that is a funny thought to, like, he broke in the garbage. Like, dude, if you'd have broke into, like, the room, you would have been in heaven. He, just, like, right in, like, literally 15 feet. And the dumpster's not easy to break into. No. It's fully secured and locked up, yeah. Yeah, by yeah. OLCC rules, we have to do that. And then we, that's also the fun, is we have to end up. A door work. is easier than a dumpster. Not the doors that we have, but... Nah, bullshit. Then you got to get into our safe. Yeah. Change this conversation. What the fuck? You can't break in. You just can't. It's way too hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's not in the north side of the building. (laughs) I'll just hire one of those big cranes that has the magnet like at a junk. Like, what do you need this for? Just just shut up. <laughs> just go and rip it out. But that is the fun thing about the OLCC is we've had to, uh, you know, we have to call them and be like, hey, a guy stole stems out of our trash can. We legally have to report this to you. So, how do you feel about the OLCC? How do I feel? The, they're trying their hardest. What does that mean? Is that the compliance thing? So, so the OLCC is the liquor board, and they are in charge of the cannabis. So they got to set up all the regulations <laughs> that we have. You know, to deal it's the with. same. It's the same. It's liquor. The same stuff. It's the same. You know how I could smoke cannabis all night; it'd be fine. But if I drank liquor all night, I would be in jail because that's where I should be. After you drink liquor all night, everyone should. That's where, if you're still at a bar at three in the morning, that you don't get to go home, you just go to jail. And there should just be a room where everybody lays around. You can fuck in there if you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's the drunk room. But how do you feel about the OLCC? Especially being so one of the nice things about alex is he's newer to the industry he hasn't been in the illegal 
world as much as I have and as much as Jim and other people. Well, his whole illegal experience was there's a jar on the <laughs> coffee table and you take what you want and you leave the rest. Yeah. But every once in a while, whenever I get like too amped up about over regulation, I turn to Alex and I'm like, am I being crazy? Is this crazy or does this make sense? Oh, that is a good... I didn't think of it that way where you, <laughs> you're you coming from like, okay, listen, is this too much? And then you're like, no, that makes logical sense because of this, this, and this. Because as an actual human being that lives on the grid for the last decade... <laughs> Yeah, this makes sense. And Mike's like, but could we? Couldn't we just live in a tree for a couple months? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, for example, like legally, I have to shave my face every day, every other day, in order to do any of our foliar sprays. Which again, we're all organic. I spray citric acid and kelp. <laughs> so, but again, they don't know what that is, nor do they care. They're used to this kind of over-regulation going like well if you're spraying chemicals you have to have the seal you know what i mean like you're wearing mm-hmm. the um, i can't remember what they're called the mask great the masks <laughs> um but yeah is, so- that, is that a tech is that technical <laughs> term? <laughs> yes that's a, the technical term for it. so again okay. and and i'm more fine with that as as annoying as that is it's like okay sure like that's fine but again imagine like the Wooks or the hippies with their dreaded beards. And they've been doing this. They've been spraying for 20 plus years. And they go, well, in order to keep doing this, shave all that. And they go, what the fuck are you doing? Um, oh, yeah. So that's fuck. kind of the, it is silly. Um, and then again, to the, the over-regulation side, like. Uh, Why does the man always have to make everybody get a haircut? <laughs> It's like since the st- that is the 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 man needs a haircut for like that is such a weird thing. Makes it easier to to recognize people. I think a lot of times too. Yeah, now you have to be clean shaven if you're a Disney employee or if you grow weed, That's- <laughs> <laughs> or you play for the Yankees, or you play for the Yankees. So it's just uh, like. One of my first weeks back, actually, we got visited by OLCC, and they yep. just pound on the door, and I'm just transplanting, and I open and go, hello, assuming it's just, you know, Mike or Fred or something, and it's it's these three people, and the lady's like, hey, I'm, you know, so-and-so with OLCC, and she just barges right in, like, honestly, like, just comes in, and I'm brand new there first, but second, I'm, like, aware of bugs and stuff, so I'm like, yo, get out of my garden, like, you can't, who, who are you? Like, you're not supposed to be coming in here. Um, but they were just inspecting, doing their, you know, routine inspection of a product we had disposed of or something like that. And so they were there to check some footage and, and just investigating while I was like calling management and waiting for them to do stuff. And while they're looking around, you know, they're taking their notes. And this lady literally stands next to like where all, all our compost and nutrients go. And she just tucks herself in this tiny little corner and goes like, I'm pretty sure I'm hidden from the cameras here. We might need to fix this. And that's just a good demonstration. Like, oh my, is this what you're doing here? This is literally what you're paid to do. Is you think I'm gonna steal pounds of weed in that corner? Like, how would you? How would you steal pounds of weed in that? Corner? I don't think they ask that question. They just go like, "Hey, this is this corner." You know what I mean? It's just like, oh well, you might not be necessary. <laughs> I get what you're trying to do. Again, they're trying to keep Oregon product in Oregon. Um, 
So it's I can't knock her. That'd be a fun way to make money. <laughs> <laughs> I got the footage if you want to see it. Seriously, it was just again cartoonish. Just like I understand what you guys are trying to do, but you don't fully know what you're trying to do. So you're taking extra precautions, which are just comedic to people that are actually trying. All I'm trying to do is grow a plant healthy. Try to get. So you don't think they're trying to educate themselves as they do it. They would ask more questions then. Yeah, like they were very aggressive. They barged in like we were problematic, like we had done something wrong. Not like I was. Not gonna, well, they just uh, they have they have authority. Yeah, very, right? yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. And again, we they we didn't do anything. They checked the footage. It was all gravy. Right. But and and like later on, once because that's who Alex was calling. I was over at lunch, and he was like, "The OLCC is doing in a surprise inspection. You gotta get back here." So I have to race back and try to get there to start talking to them. Then I have to walk through the entire facility with them, bring up the cameras, show them what they were asking, little random spot checks and everything. And then after a little bit, they're like, oh, "Okay, thank you for being so nice and." helpful with us and it's like okay well if you had walked into this place it would have been the same thing like if you were nicer about it like i know you have your job i have my job here and i know that you're in charge so let's just work together with it and you know they're they're nice a lot of times too but i think what it really comes down to is just like how much they don't understand about the process and that's another thing is once they leave, we still have a full day of work to do. And now you just took an hour and a half of our time, two of our employees. And, and then that's what get, a like, job is, Alex. <laughs> What's that? I just said, that's what work is. Sometimes you got to keep stay after. But again, they're like regulating, costing the company money. That's the thing is they're making all these rules that are costing. The, that's again, I got paid. You're right. I made my wage, but the company had to pay me to like stand around and talk to OLCC while they also paid me three uh-huh. hours to label all the plants, which again, I don't need to do to grow a healthy plant. But they're friends who own sticker companies. It's so <laughs> it's just those, yeah, those silly things. No, just no, no, like, no, this is capitalism. This is, uh, it's not even hidden bullshit. They're just very open about this shit. And then there's like that, oh yeah, well, my friend also owns a uh, camera system company. So let's do that. You have to have fifty thousand dollars of cameras. Yeah, just uh-huh. to get to started. You go, what? I I've never needed that before. Yeah, all I needed was a nine millimeter. <laughs> well, he's a duck hunter, so it's all shotgun. Yeah, twelve gauge. <laughs> you're gonna get. You're gonna. That's not good. You need to get a better system. <laughs> Too much spray, man. He just pisses people off. Oh, fair enough. I do only have the yeah, bird shot too. <laughs> Talking to a hillbilly. That's all I got. I just, That's all I yeah. got. I understand things. I just don't choose to use them. Um, this has been a good one. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, you thanks for having us guys. in different ways. It's so cool. I mean, we're not totally done yet, but I do want to say thank you. But as we're wrapping up, like, they gets it's. it's you're the first person I think we've talked to that wasn't in the illegal side of it. Like you're, you're. They gave me the boot too quick. <laughs> he got in. Oh, yeah, that's like that's true. it. I'm going where I can pay taxes, and you can't make me homeless. <laughs> <laughs> it's more difficult to make me homeless. I guess I should. Say. 
I mean, yeah, I was gonna say they can make yeah, you homeless. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, and that is honestly the thing with Alex is you know uh, I believe in there's there's several different waves in this cannabis industry of people who came out at different times or got involved in it at different times, and Alex was just at the tail end of the illegal side where it was like oh it's not that illegal here's a jar of weed type of thing, but you know then was able to easily transition to the wreck market i mean he's even told me before how ridiculous it is when i tell him stories about how much i used to make back in the day for just doing what he does now he's just like yeah it's stupid and that that's one of the blessings that's one of my favorite takes is like i have this really cool opportunity i miss the fucking four thousand dollars a pound for having two lights honestly that sounds ludicrous to me i should have blown up my closet that's you could have got so rich for growing mids but Having missed that, I am presented with an opportunity. My job is to literally learn how to grow the best weed. I don't need to learn how to sell it. I don't need to learn. I am trying to get as much weight per light. But again, my my job has provided me with the perfect environment, the perfect lights, top shelf, everything. So literally, I am blessed with this opportunity to just learn about the plant. And again, I'm not going to get rich doing that, at least not yet. But holy shit, what a cool opportunity. You're not you don't work at fucking Pizza Hut. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No offense if you work at Pizza Hut, but also but come grow some weed, man. It's, yeah, I was yeah, gonna say just get a job in cannabis if you work at Pizza Hut. Yeah. That also Mike, uh someone emailed us. How did they go about this is a great episode after the that person that emailed us. Uh <laughs> How did that? How does someone go about getting a job in legal cannabis? Well, number one, it depends what state that they're in. Um, uh, yeah, make sure it's legal in your state. Yeah, make sure it's legal in your state, or just move to a state where it is legal. I've gotten emails, I've gotten uh, DMs on Instagram of people saying, "I want to move to a, a legal state and work in the industry," and I'm like. Sure, go ahead. Come along and do it. Um, you know, if I could tell you anything, um, a lot of the companies will end up posting on Instagram about different jobs that they need. Um, they'll occasionally be like, hey, this company's, you know, starting off and we're looking for somebody who will do packaging. So then you get in, you get your foot in the door working as like a trimmer, somebody who does packaging, work at dispensary. Um, I don't know about uh, most of the legal states. You end up having to take a little test online and get a card that says you're allowed to work in the cannabis market. Like any other fucking job you have to get. Exactly. And then so, so, you know, you just follow companies that you like online, see if they're hiring, go in and start at the bottom. Because, I mean, the first time Alex worked so for me. So I shouldn't walk in and be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow this shit right now. Let me grow this for you. No. Let get, me do I it. I get that I'm, urge. I'm, but no. I'm good. I'm good at smoking it. Let me grow it. Yeah. One one of the things that I learned on, because that's how it was too. When I first got in the garden, I was like, all right, this is, this is where I want to be. I only want to be growing healthy plants and I don't want to be cleaning and I don't want to be doing this. And then you like learn like, holy shit, <laughs> growing weed is just cleaning dirty pots. Like, that's just part of it. It has to be part of it. So you need to appreciate, like, that type of gr dirty grunge shit because that's just it, man. 
So get a job, be excited to do oh, those tasks. You mean there's no magic? There's no magic. <laughs> no, we've been transplanting this for is two just, days this straight. This is just something I preach about all. Huh. Like this is a pet peeve of mine that everyone, like even stand ups like that too. People are like, well, how do I get to where you're at? And you're like, I just do what we're doing right now for 15 fucking years. Just do that. I mean, just today, didn't you clean 100 pots? 150. Yeah, he just sat there and cleaned yeah. 150 pots, and he's my right hand. Don't let man. him undervalue you. <laughs> no, but that's just part of the task, man. Like, so. No, no, I mean, because he just gave you 100 instead of 150. <laughs> oh, yeah. You still got to fucking clean the pot. You still got to clean the pots, man. So. But, but Mike, give him credit. He did 150. 150. I thought it was 200, but I was. Nah, really he's lazy. He's <laughs> so lazy. He could have done 200. He could have done 200. Nobody he's hit the that. rewind button. <laughs> Don't show the footage. It's just him in that corner where you can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what's your favorite strain you're smoking right now, man? Uh, well, that we are growing. Whatever, you don't have to play favorites with King's Cannabis. All right, well, straight up, my favorite stuff right now. They're one of my favorite grows is U Green, and they have a strain called Donnie Burger 13, and that shit just fucking hits like a hammer. Gives you the munch. I'm again a seasoned smoker, and it still just gives me the munchies like I'm a brand new little. Hit the bong for the first time. The the last time you were up here, Billy, I bought you some of the. Diamond no, I know. Burger. That's why I was. That, that's like, where GMO, I went for a minute. I was like, it is good. Garlic. It is good. <laughs> so yeah, you green. They have been no till for years. Like they've been around way longer than us doing no till. So like their soil is just as old as our company. So like that's the coolest parts about it. They're a great follow on Instagram. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say like well, that's one of my favorite things about when i go to eugene and i'm hanging out with mike is like we'll go to or even in portland when when you come up to portland is like we'll go to dispensaries and there's certain weed and growers that mike's eyes like like light up like there's like this thing and i'm like oh my god if he likes it (laughs) what is like i i just got excited thinking about like just now i got excited because i'm like it is like every time you've been like here try this i've been like what is this man (laughs) wait till you get a hold of our strawberry shortcake cookies i i'm really tired of hearing about it (laughs) you you and me both i'm just like man get it in shop it's yeah. Well, last week, you, I don't know if you listened week. last week when he mentioned it. I literally looked for plane tickets when I saw pictures of it. <laughs> yeah, it's worth that. Well, we ROI for sure. Well, yeah, like literally every morning we wake up and we walk into work and it's just Good like morning. six people sitting there trimming up 20 pounds of it and just all the smells hitting us. And then in our flower room that's closest to the trim facility, we are growing some incredibly fruity stuff, some grapeology and guru, which is a forbidden fruit cross. So it just is crazy terpene rich but in like really light fruity like you walk in and it's just bright it's just a really bright smell so that contrast for when you walk back out into the trim room and you're just hit with this garlic funk that is just so loud then you walk back into the little citrus fruit uh, anyway that contrast is heavenly right now y'all gonna fuck aren't you <laughs> we gonna fuck, we gonna fuck. <laughs> alex thank you so much tell everybody where they can find you uh, you can find me on Instagram, just Alex Adney. Twitter, I've been crushing it on Twitter lately. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter. 
Um, okay, well, I'm not going to. Buy some. Buy some. You already are, Billy. Buy some pink tea on this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, grow your own. Honestly, that's my main message to the people. Hit me up. I'd love to teach you. That was my favorite part of working at the grow shop is just people coming in and be like, do you think I could grow four? And I go, in fact, I fucking know it. And then they come in in three months and just high five and they give you their product. So anyway, grow your own, man. It's easy and fun. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. See you next time, everyone. He's great. Yeah. I, I told you guys I, they nerd out a little bit, but we brought them back. That's what you got to do. You got to let them. I told you it's like golden retrievers. Though. You could hear it. <laughs> you wrangled and us I'm sure in. you guys, if you have any questions, hit us up at grownlocalpod at gmail.com. That is grownlocalpod at gmail.com. Uh, that's also our Instagram, grownlocalpod. Or, or uh, Carmichael. A don't don't say it. Don't All just. Right. It'll be in the information box of your podcast. It's just the one on with that. the K, Please. and then there's it's, an A L O T. And have been have people been following you? Has that been working? Yeah, it's awesome. I love all the people that started following me, asking questions. You know, I post a lot. Good. I post a lot about my daily routine at King's Cannabis, so you get to see into it and get to enjoy. Um, you know, soon we'll be having the strawberry shortcake cookies that we've been talking about so much. That's about to get out of testing along with the Nigerian silver purple punch, the land race with the purple punch. So if you're in Oregon, we'll be posting what shops you can go to and pick that fine cannabis up. I hate this part. <laughs> Well, maybe, you know, Santa Claus sometimes does, like, summer things where Don't he picks up stuff. just say stuff where I'll just go to the fucking airplane and go up there if I have to. But we're not doing anything illegal. But I it was, I was so happy as you're talking, and the more you kept saying stuff, the more I was like, ugh, it's so good. It's just a pipe dream, isn't it? Hey! It's not. Hey! Open mic, huh? Yeah, yeah. Open mic, yeah. That was the open mics that we met at. That's my brand of comedy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The style of joke was me growing. That's the kind of weed I grow. Was that kind of joke? (laughs) Basically, yeah. That is very. I see your rule of three (laughs) cannabis that you're growing. That's such a good point. Uh, guys, thank you. You can find me at Billy Wayne Davis. Just Google Billy Wayne Davis. All that shit comes up. Um, thank you for listening. Subscribe. Spread this. Uh, leave us reviews. Do all that stuff. Oh, I've got t-shirts available that you can buy. Right now is a good time to buy them because of quarantine. I can't tour, so fucking buy them. Um, they're available it's all over my stuff. Just Google my stuff and it'll come up. Uh, Mike's at King's Cannabis. Guys, thank you, Slee. You always make us sound so fucking good. The uh, magic. Love yeah, you guys. Uh, 
We're going to figure out how to get Slee's music to you guys, too. Maybe not. We're, We're not doing mixtapes? Do no Who Kid mixtapes? We're not going to do that? We're not going to do it? Okay. Right. He shake his head now. No. He's like, okay. <laughs> okay. That's good. I like the communication. We knew immediately. I was trying to push it, and he's like, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's not happening. You can't. You just, if you like it, just listen to the episodes a bunch, you fucking morons. Um, <laughs> I got mean at He got mean I know. Where did that come from? I don't know from? why. I, don't, I think I meant to say something nice, and, you know, I roast battled right at the end. I got all roast battled. <laughs> oh, man. You guys are awesome. We're rambling. We're having fun. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Love you guys. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.